They are our cuddlers and co-workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! Hello, everyone. What is going on? We are in the top of the fifth inning right here on the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Thank you once again, folks, for joining us. Danny Boy Reginald here. I love you, folks. We appreciate you as always. Another exciting week, and we have the original trio, Bill Corpus Crispy, Lawrence Pashman, the president. What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy, what's up? All good, all good. Now, before we, uh, you you can't see it, obviously, but before we started taping, you know, Patch decided to troll us Yankee fans. By wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. This is a beautiful Red Sox hat. I don't care what people say. The red, yeah. white, and blue in the um, logo. <laughs> the nice little band on the brim. Yeah, it's a beautiful it, hat. I, I will say it is actually a pretty. It is a nice hat. I'll give you it's a that. nice. It's a nice hat. Yeah. Shout out but to the forty-five I, brand, not sponsored. Forty-seven brand, not sponsored. Yeah. So not sponsored. Yeah, but of course, me and Bill, we we had to start trolling Pash because he's trolling us. So Bill is wearing. Our Yankee cap, our beautiful interlocking NY, and I have Patchman's curly W red Nationals hat. Oh, the Nats are still still sponsored, still loved here on the network. Yeah. By the way, the Nationals actually playing good baseball of late. So yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not going to win anything this year. But pretty pretty impressive baseball. And all credit goes to the man, the myth, the legend, the manager. Davy Martinez. That's anyway, right. anyway, uh, we have a fantastic show for you. It's going to be NBA heavy because the finals are here. Not only that, but there's a certain list that was released out there, Bill Murphy. Yes, and we'll get uh, to it. It's uh, not. It's quite fascinating. We'll get list. to that. Don't worry. Quite fascinating. It it, it kind of annoyed me. 
a little bit, to be honest with you. Yeah, don't worry. We'll get to it, folks. You're going to find it interesting. And big news out of Buffalo today as the new stadium is taking shape. But we start, of course, with the NBA Finals. Game two, Sunday night. And uh, me and Rifkin were talking about this on the weekend episode about Miami's chances and what they have to do. And all I said was Miami has to stick to their plan and make sure that the Nuggets supporting cast does not get any opportunities to absolutely school them. And you know what? Miami actually did that. And then some. Winners, 111 to 108 final score. I know at the end of the game, uh, Jamal Murray had a chance to send it to overtime. The shot just missed. But once again, Miami rallies late down the stretch in the fourth quarter, gets the big dub. And the series is tied 1-1 going to Miami. This is exactly where the Heat need to be if they want AJ. I don't know if they'll win the series, but this now gives them a leg up because they get to go home. Now they have the home court, and they control the narrative. The Heat have been giving headaches all playoffs, period. And to every, every team that they face, so, my question to you guys, okay, is are the Miami Heat better than we think? Because now they beat they, they now we know that they can compete against the Denver Nuggets. They pretty much found their strength. They only allowed uh, the Joker to go off, but not everyone else that they know can kill. Like this is a big that this this depth that the Nuggets have. It's a big threat to everybody. So, are the Miami Heat better than we thought? One and two. Can we argue that Eric Spolster is actually a good coach? Yeah. Well, well go, ahead, go ahead, Bill. You go first, and I'll go. Okay. Well, I actually think the Heat are better than expected because I was thinking when this series started that. It might be an, a blowout because I was thinking with the Boston series, you know, even though they won, don't forget, folks, they blew a 3 nothing lead in the series. Mm-hmm. And, but I think, you know, last night, um, Duncan Robinson played a good game, um, scoring 10 points in just five minutes. Gabe Vincent looked good. And, a 13-point swing, the Heat went down from being 83 to 75 in the fourth quarter, and then whoop, and they ended up with and they won this game, giving the Nuggets their first home loss since March. And, and and you know, there was some like for instance, Jimmy Butler, who had a meh performance last night. But, but, but here's the thing though, he and it's always him. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Even though it was only 21 points or so, it was still very important 21 points because he found ways to score that did not involve shooting from the outside. He found his way into the paint. He drew fouls. He made the Nuggets discombobulated a little bit. It was a fantastic performance, even though the 
point scoring was lower than what we've seen throughout the entire playoffs. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, he has carried this team, you know, he carried the team through the Boston series Mm -hmm. and, and like, here's the thing. I think, do I think Miami's going to win the whole thing? I don't know, but I think we, we now may possibly have a series. The series is going back to Miami Mm -hmm. and we got to see what happens there. And plus, you know, you got to think about it this way with the Heat. They still won, and Jokic, Joker, uh-huh. why so serious? Because he dances with the devil in the pale moonlight. If any of you got those two references out there, good for you. <laughs> um, but anyway, Jokic still scored 41 points last night. Yeah. And the Heat was still able to come back and win, so... Everybody was thinking, you know, through the from the Boston series after being up three nothing, that the Heat, oh, they won the series. They just squeaked it out. They've been exposed. But and oh, the Nuggets are going to sweep them. They're done. I think we should give the Heat more credit than they than we should give them. And. Listen, I think we possibly we possibly have a series right now. It's one to one. It's going back to Miami. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, uh, big credit to the Miami bench. You know, thirty. I think it was thirty-two points from the bench in the game one, and then twenty-two in game two. You got to rely on that bench because you know, yes, you have your starter five, your star five going but you know you gotta rely on your bench sometimes and we've seen that throughout the history of basketball and you know any sport that has a bench you know you rely on those not not to say backup players but you know those players that are there for a reason to help your team win and you got to give credit to the bench because you know bench you know a game one you know the bench stood up you know once again 32 points you know the uh, the starting five wasn't doing that much and you know miami wasn't playing good basketball in game one Game two, we thought it was going to be the same story. You know, they go down big, and then, you know what? No, we're going to come back on a comeback train. And bench stood up big time, you know, 22 points in that game. So you got to give credit to the Miami bench. And you posed the question about Spolstra. Spolstra is a great coach because, you know what? Miami is in contention almost every year for a championship. And, he, and, and really, he can take anybody. And, you know, as the old saying goes, turning uh, chicken, you know what, into chicken salad. Yeah, and, and look, I, I love Spolstra as a coach. I always have, always will. I know he's getting a lot of crap because, you know, his championships came with LeBron. So it wasn't it, – it, it didn't necessarily count because he had, at the time, the best player in the NBA. But now what he's showing us is that he's a very smart guy. This is someone that was in the Miami Heat video room, someone that – has worked his way up through the organization, you know, studying basketball for so many years. Like he's a very huge basketball mind that you knows is grossly underrated. It, it really is. And, and, you know, I, I believe, you know, I, I thought, you know, in game two, you know, if Denver blew them out again. I, I would have said Denver in four. But now I, I'm 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 contemplating the series is going to go six now either way for either team. Yeah, and especially if you know, 
you know, if Denver can split in Miami, you know, on you know, you 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 take the risk of coming back, you know, up, you know, the series is going to be tied two two, and then you know, and, and then you're playing basically the best of three. Mm-hmm. You're going back and forth, and you know, if you win at home, you have to go back to Miami, and then it's like if you lose Miami, you're back at home for Game Seven. It's like the Nuggets do not want a Game Seven. <laughs> they want the Nuggets a- don't want because if if they, if the series goes seven, I would put money on Miami. Yep, absolutely. See, you then, would. I, I I would put money on Miami. Well, now now non, you know, um, I I would put Monopoly money on this. <laughs> Monopoly gamb- money. Is the Patch Man a gambling man? And when it comes to monopoly, yes. <laughs> uh, um, so obviously Miami, we're singing their praises. The Denver Nuggets defense down the stretch was brutal, absolutely brutal. And this is the second game, in, and I know you know we didn't really care too much about it in the first game because even though the Nuggets defense was awful in the fourth quarter in game one, they still made the big time shots to propel them to victory in the fourth quarter it was just Jokic and nobody else helping him out so defense has to be a huge factor in those type of games where it's close and clearly the Denver Nuggets did not have a good defensive game plan and the head coach Malone of course is uh, blaming his team for not having uh effort into uh into the fourth quarter defense and uh you know i want to show you some of the his thoughts as well because i think it's very important um that uh we we get a sense of you know what what he's thinking about the team so far well i don't think the that's the biggest question now let's talk about effort i mean this is the nba finals and we're talking about effort that's a huge concern of mine, you know, and you guys probably thought I was just making up some storyline after game one when I said we didn't play well. We didn't play well. And tonight, you know, that the starting lineup to start the game is 10 to 2 Miami. Start the third quarter. They scored 11 points in two minutes and 10 seconds. Um, and we just got, you know, we had guys out there that were just, whether feeling sorry for themselves for not making shots or thinking they can just turn it on or off. Um, this is not the preseason. This is not the regular season. It's not round. This is the NBA Finals, and that to me is really, really perplexing, disappointing. And I asked the team, I asked our player, you guys tell me why we lost, and they knew the answer. Miami came in here and outworked us, and we were by far our least disciplined game of these 16 or 17 playoff games, whatever it is now. So many breakdowns, and they exploited every one of those breakdowns and scored. So. Um, if we're going to try to go down there and regain control of this series and get home court advantage back, we're going to have to outwork Miami, which we didn't do tonight, and our discipline is going to have to be off the charts. I mean, look, the Knicks got soft against Miami. Yes. Celtics got soft against Miami. The Milwaukee Bucks were soft against Miami. Denver, even though they have the shooting, Got soft against Miami. Patchman, like, why is it that there's no effort in trying to stop this Heat team that's so hungry for a championship? 
Why is it? Why does it feel like they're always like it's always a guarantee for these teams that just because it's the Miami Heat they're not that good, and we know that Denver is a more talented team. But why is it that they're not showing the effort like the most talented team? I, I, I guess I'll relate it back to the Knicks. You know, we a couple years ago we we know like the Knicks, you know, weren't that good of a team, but you know. Team would play teams would play light against them, and all of a sudden the Knicks would start lighting them up like it was nothing. And then you know Knicks would go up, win the game, and then people were like, "How did how did this team lose to the Knicks? The Knicks are terrible! Oh my god!" And you know, look at the Knicks now. The Knicks are doing good. The promise looks the future looks good for the Knicks. I think with people with the Heat is it's like it's it's that same scenario where it's like oh you know. This Heat team is young, you know. All right, you know, we'll, we'll lighten up on them a little bit, you know, show them that, you know, that they can maybe win the big one. And the Heat, you know, it's you, you kind of, if you're if you're the Heat, you kind of like turn that and you, you turn that into aggression. I wouldn't say aggression, but you know, you you turn that to fuel the fuel your flame, heat yourself up for you know a a, a cheap Mike Rifkin pun right there. <laughs> to, to, to heat yourself up and you know to show that you know. We're going to prove all these mofos wrong and say, you know what? No, we're better than you guys. We know it. And you know what? We're young. We're hungry. And you know what? A couple of years ago, the Heat were very close to another championship. I think this year, this team here is going to prove that, you know what? We're going to take down the mighty Denver Nuggets and shock the world. Bill Murphy, uh, yes. the the Miami heat are disrupting right now and causing chaos. Michael Malone's right. Like mm -hmm. it, this team did not give up enough effort to stop the heat. And that's got to be frustrating it. for that locker room. It is. No, because remember the nuggets were up a significant amount and then they just fell apart. Yeah. And, and Reg, I know you love chaos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, and you know, and I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Um, yeah, I'm wearing my sunglasses at night and inside. But anyway, Michael Jackson. Um, what was that? It was like Michael Jackson. Um. Anyway, actually, no, do without the sunglasses. But anyway, um. <laughs> uh, anyway, um. But the thing is, it's like we dismissed this Miami Heat team before this series started. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, because remember again. They got lucky against the Celtics. They, but remember, they still gave up three games. They could have swept. They could have swept the Celtics. But the thing is, and it's like the Heat are taking advantage of the weakness. They're taking advantage of the of Denver's weakness. Because again, like I said earlier, Joe Kick could probably go score. 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 points in the game. And, and the Heat could go, yeah, that's cute, and still win. Because the, the Nuggets, yes, Jokic is the top dog. Jokic is top dog. But they're finding other significant factors and weaknesses to help them win this, to help them win these games. So I think that's what Miami Heat is doing so well right now. Absolutely fascinating game. 
three is Wednesday, eight thirty. Uh, I'm telling you, man, that this is this is one of those, you know, series changing moments right here. And people are gonna probably look past it and be like, "Well, the, the Nuggets will probably rebound. They're pissed off. They don't want." Excuse my language, by the way. Uh, and um, they they they're gonna make sure that the Heat, uh you know, don't keep their home court. But the bottom line is this. Miami's here to play, whether people like it or not. And look, I chose the Nuggets, and I knew that Miami was going to win at least one game somehow, some way. I didn't think they'll win in Denver, but they won in Denver. And, you know, the bottom line is the Heat, they came to play. They're ready to go. Don't sleep on them. Do not sleep on them. It is absolutely irresponsible to do that. And um, obviously, if you're Murray and if you're uh, KCP, Contavious, Caldwell Pope, um, and all those other supporting casts around Nikola Jokic, please play better, score more. Don't allow Miami to contain you. And then you have to come up big on defense. The Nuggets are a pretty good defensive team. They didn't act like it. Bottom line. Oh, absolutely. So how how far do you think this series is gonna go? I still think six. I don't I don't know who's gonna take it though. It's up in the I'm air. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six as well. Yeah. At least six. It's up in the air. Uh, again, games game three Wednesday in Miami, South Beach. Gotta love it. Uh the great city of Miami. We love you, yeah. folks. By the way, Miami, they're living large. Both of their winter sports teams are in the final. Uh, Florida Panthers as well, uh, playing the Stanley Cup game two as we speak. Um, Bill. As Reg. There is this list from Jack GPT. By the way, uh, this, this, this AI stuff said that Alex Rodriguez is the most overrated player on the planet. I said, you're out of your mind. A-Rod was one of the best baseball players who ever lived. Whoever lived. Take, mm-hmm. Leave the steroid argument. It, listen, that dude it, can hit the damn ball like nothing. He played good fielding, no third base and shortstop, especially at shortstop. He was a great hitter. This is one of the best players that have ever played the game. Game, and you're saying that he's overrated? No, hey, I didn't say it. The chat GBT said it. Um, anyway, exactly. but I just want to say, if anyone's been listening to us, even back in our community college days, which uh-huh. guys, doesn't that seem like a million years ago? It was only ten, but you know, it, it, it feels was, like a million. Time. But anyway, um, but anyway, um. If anyone remembers and has listened to us for a long time, um, I used to have a very devout hatred of A-Rod, but... And rightfully so. I mean, at that time... You know what? In recent years, I've softened. Oh, yeah, because he's a a good guy overall, but... You know, I still have my issues with him, but I'm learning to get over it. And I'm not as crazy, and I'm not going to do the bit... I know you all want to hear it, but sorry, that's not happening. Okay. For good. Okay. For old time's sake. Y'all wait for the mic. 
Ah. Okay, that is probably the last time you will hear that on this podcast. <laughs> probably not. We don't know yet. But anyway, uh, so artificial intelligence is taking over the listing of the greatest things of all time, I guess, in sports. Well, okay. Yeah, Let me, you, um, Bill, Bill will tell you more about it. Okay, first, I want to begin just by with AI in general. My grandmother was right. The machines are going to take us over one day. She, she was right. Grandma, God rest her soul. She was right. Um, but anyway, so anyway, from Fox MLB, chat GBT, which is artificial intelligence, just released a very interesting list. And Patch has some thoughts on it, but you're going to hear it all. The top 10 teams since 2000. Let me repeat that. The top 10 teams since 2000. So, for instance, the 1998 Yankees will not be on this list. Um, Thanks, Captain Obvious. Well, obviously, because they're yeah. the, the 98 Yankees. <laughs> and, that, and that is for my good friend, JT Mahoney, who was born <laughs> in 98 and keeps bringing up how that was the best Yankee team ever. That was for you, buddy. But but it is it is the best Yankee team ever. Ah, Yankee fans still relishing in the past of their former teams. Okay, we're gonna just get okay. I'm gonna get to the point now. Ready? Go okay. For it. Here sure. are the top ten teams since 2000, according to ChatGBT. Number ten, the 2020 Los Angeles Dodgers. After several years of a postseason disappointment, the Dodgers finally broke through and won their first World Series since 1988. Number nine. Patchman will love this one. The 2019 Washington Nationals started the season 19 and 31. They turned things around and went to win their first World Series in franchise history. Uh, what a, oh, what a two weeks for the Patchman that was. That was filled with stress and, stress and aggravation and lots of beer. <laughs> Number eight, the 2010 San Francisco Giants featured a strong pitch in rotation and won the World Series. Started a run, a run of three titles in five years for San Francisco. Oof. The the every the every other year, you no know, 2010, 2012, 2014. Coming in at number seven, the 2005 Chicago White Sox swept the Houston Astros to claim their first World Series title in ni- since 1917. Their postseason run was impressive with 11 wins in 12 games. Remember, folks, you know, for, for all you new baseball fans, the Houston Astros were once in the National. NL, in the National League Central, when the, when the NL Central had six teams for some weird reason, and finally baseball woke up, smelled roses, and said, hey, we're sending the Astros to the AL. Oh, so something about the balancing of schedules and all that stuff. It, it was the balance of schedules, and it finally, uh, you know, it, it made all the divisions even. Yeah. Um, so. Continue, Bill. Okay. Number six, the 2002 Anaheim Angels. The Angels won their first and only World Series title in 2002. They were notable for their rally monkey mascot. Coming in at number five, the 2018 Boston Red Sox. 108 wins in the regular season, a franchise record. They then dominated the postseason, losing only one game in each of their series. Coming in at number four, the 2016 Chicago Cubs. The Cubs ended a 108-year World Series drought, defeating the Cleveland Indians in a thrilling seven-game series. 
Coming in at number three, Reg, this is for us, the 2009 New York Yankees. The Yankees returned to form and their and won their 27th championship, led by a strong core of players, including Jeter, A-Rod, and Mariana Rivera. You and know what? Down, say, yeah, we'll, downhill ever since. Yeah, we'll get to what I was going to say after that. Number two, where's the waste basket? Ah. The 2004 Boston Red Sox. The team is famous for ending the curse of the Bambino and winning their first World Series title since 1918. And the 3-0 comeback in the ALCS versus the Yankees. And number one, this is a very unusual choice. I don't get it. The, the team that, you, you know, the team that did so well that they couldn't get the job done. And that they, number one was the 2001 Seattle Mariners, who finished the regular season with an MLB record tie and 116 wins that had not been accomplished since the 1906 Chicago Cubs. All right, gentlemen, what do you think of the list? It's crap. It's an awful list. You suck, machines. You really do. I really... Go ahead, Pat. Sorry. I'll just say this. I rearranged the way it probably should have been. And I'll let, I'll reveal that in a little bit, but I'll let Dan go first. Um, okay. And, and, and I can't wait to hear that list. No, I'm, I'm, in, I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Patch. Really yeah, the, the, the list is atrocious. The, the Seattle Mariners are not a top team in the 2000s. Okay. They had 116 wins. Whoopee. They couldn't beat the Yankees in the postseason. So I don't want to hear that. Period. And like, listen, I don't want to hear it. I'll give credit where credit is due. They had a good regular season, but yeah, very awesome. good regular seasons don't count if you don't get the job done. Sorry. Yeah. And they were so that's Golden State that. <laughs> exactly. And look, the, the 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 Seattle Mariners, they were unstoppable in that regular season. But the bottom line is they were not a better team than the Yankees. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks were better too. Yes. So, so yeah, that that should not ever be the case. Ever, 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 ever. It's it's a this is a garbage list. It really is. It's it's not a garbage list. It just needs to be rearranged a little. Yeah, I I would argue, and I I know Pash has has his list. I would argue that Chicago would either be in the one or the two spot because of the circumstances surrounding the team, one. And two, because uh, of the team they actually had, which was a very good – they had a very good team, the Chicago Cubs in 2016. Um, so, yeah. You know, I, I have to say this, and, and you know, and, and this hurts to say. It really does, but – I do think putting bought 2004 Red Sox in one or two is. I'm sorry, Yankee fans, as a big as much as I believe pinstripes, I gotta be fair here. Um, I do believe they gotta be. They are in the one or two spot, but you know what? This opens an interesting discussion. You know what? Should we just get patch of the list? Or should I ask my question now? Um, what do you think, Patch Man? Bill can ask his question, and then I will do my talking. If you had to make a choice between the 2004 Red Sox breaking the curse of the Bambino, coming back from 3-0, first World Series title in 86 years, 
or the 2016 Chicago Cubs be breaking the Billy Goat curse, which would you guys pick? Well, from a historical standpoint, as a baseball fan, you you, you want to see the Cubs win it all because you know the, the Cubs the Cubs were suffering for so long, and, and yes, the Red Sox have the the had had the curse of the Bambino before they came back. But it, it's two interesting points because if you look at the Red Sox, you know what they had to do to break that curse. They had to come back and beat their arch nemesis, the New York Yankees, from a 3-0 deficit in the ALCS. And, you know, finally the, the baseball gods were like, you know what, Red Sox, you suffered enough. So they lifted that. And then, you know, you got the Cubs. You know, Cubs and uh, what was it? You know, Back to the Future almost had it right a year prior, for 2015. So, you know, I, the, 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 the Cubs were always on that cusp where, where they were going to be really good, maybe go on that magic run and the end the drought finally, or it was going to be another abysmal year for the Cubs. And, you know, the, the Cubs are, you know, a, a, a long list of recent champions that have done one and done and really haven't done Jack Italy. Because, you know That's, what, like, the thing is, if you were a – because, you know, and, and here's what I'll say about these two teams before we get to the list. I'm sure Patrick has some very interesting things to say. Um, if you're a Red Sox fan from 1918 to 2004, in between those two years, you probably, and same if you were a Cubs fan between 1908 and 2016, you lived and died without seeing your team win a World Series. And, you know, and, you know, and I'll say this, you know, as a, and Reg, I'm sorry I'm throwing you in this too. You and I were spoiled Yankee fans. So, and you know, I've seen Red Sox fans and Cub fans cried when that happened. Like you and I, Reg, we can't cry when we win a World Series because we're used, we're basically used to it. We haven't been used to it in four, 14 years. Yeah, exactly. Now, this next time we might cry. Who knows? Um, yeah, yeah, you got it. No, no, you, you, you guys will just be on your chest for the next. X amount of years when the Yankees win number 28 and they don't win one for another five years. Oh, we still have 28 rings, you know. Hey, hey, gotta you got to give us credit, though. We don't we don't beat our chest. We're we've yeah, been very... okay, well, we're, we're, okay. Well, back with yeah, the show to start, it doesn't count. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're critical of the Yankees. Come on now. No, uh, I, I, I know guys, that. If you guys listen to Bomber's banter, we criticize them all the time. Yeah. It, very good episode for the month of May recap. Go check that out on the YouTube channel. Go check out Bomber's Banjo. Thank you for the promo patch. Um, oh, you're welcome. Okay, but um, yeah, so I'm sure. All right, Patch Man, give us a list, and um, I'm sure we'll be thinking of something. All right. So the Patch Man has redesigned it in his version of chat uh, GTP's rankings. So. Patch. We'll call it the chat patch. <laughs> Number 10, we're still going to keep the Dodgers there because you know what? Okay, yes, Dodgers, you won a World Series. Congratulations. It took you a pandemic to win one. Big deal. Big, 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 big whoop. You know, 50-game season. No, 50-game 50, 50 season. Come on, people. We we, we could have gone one year without baseball. We would have been fine. We would have survived. We got other sports that, you know, could have watched reruns. You could have watched reruns of the 2019 season, which were fantastic times for myself. But, mm-hmm. but you know. The 20, 2020 season shouldn't have happened. I, I still stand by that point. I was excited when we got baseball for us, and I was like, you know, I know, 50-game season, come on, people. We, don't, we can last uh, a summer without baseball. 
Number nine, put the White Sox there, you know? Yes, monumental occasion for the White Sox. Yes, Chicago finally had a championship again because, you know, the Cubs weren't doing anything, but, you know, good for them. Angels in 0-2, you know, put them eight, you know. Keep them low in the pack. Yes, you know, yes, they all, it was their first World Series win, but then again, you know, it's, it's not one of those greatest teams ever. Seven, 2018 Red Sox, that's fine. Six, I'm going to say this right now, you put Seattle there. Put, you know, put the middle of the pack because, you know what, yes, they're a great team. Yes, they tied the single-season record for wins, but you didn't get the job done. Five, I'll be nice. I'll put the Yankees there. Because, you know, I like it. Okay. Fair enough. You know, you know, Yankees middle of the pack is once again, yes, yes, that 09 team was great. They had such a flawless team that could have probably won more baseball games than they beat the Phillies to to win the World Series. Okay. You know what? I'm going to, I'm sorry, go on. Because I was going to say something about the 2009 Yankees. Four, you put the Giants. Start, start of one of the greatest runs ever for three, three championships in five years. And, you know, the Giants were a great, you know, a great historical baseball team already, but you know that that put them in dynasty mode, winning three championships in five years. Three, I'll be nice. I'll put my Nats there because you know after you know what how they started, and you know that team, you know battled injuries. They sucked baseball. Then you know they woke up, smelt the roses, went one and zero each day. You know the whole spiel after that. Two, Sox oh four comeback. Keep that at two. One is the Cubs. Okay, you know what? I would say a respectable list. Um, I would say a respectable list. Like, to me, the Cubs and the Red Sox are kind of interchangeable. I would put one or two. Yeah, that's coming from a diehard Yankee fan. But, you know what? I was going to say this about the 2009 Yankees. I'm about to say something that you guys would never think. I, you, you never probably would think I'd say this. Are you ready? Mark this day in your history books, June 5th, in this year of our Lord, 2023. If Hideki Matsui didn't have that awesome game six, I think A-Rod would have been World Series MVP. Oh, no, no, no crap. I mean, he had a good play. I think he would have been World Series. He had a great postseason that year. That That was by far... As a Yankee, that was by far his best postseason. That was his best postseason. I'm not going to sit here and <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and listen. As I've been critical of A Rod, and I think my two cohorts will say that that's an understatement. Mm-hmm. I've been critical of A Rod, but you did not like the man for like 15 years. Hey, I've I gotten over it. Okay, I know you have. I know you have. It, but you know. I'm going to say it. If Matsui didn't have that great game in game six, I think A Rod would have been World Series MVP. But the other list patch, I can agree. Um, Here's an Is there any team that you think does not, that is not on that list that belongs in that list? Either of you guys. I would. I mean, say- I would- I don't know. I don't know. That 2000 Yankees team was pretty good. Mm, I mean, not really. They won the World Series, and obviously they were they were certainly one of the more talented teams, but they underachieved massively. Yes, that's true. You know what? They only you know had what? like 80, 87 wins that year. And, and you they, know what? The 03 Marlins. 
<laughs> I actually love that team. That Josh Beckett, a very young Beckett. You had uh, Don Trell, I think. I think. Um, Miguel Cabrera. Like, that was a good team. I'm not going to lie. I actually have, I have two in mind. Mm-hmm. One is the 2001 Diamondbacks. Uh, okay. the, 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 the D-backs team, you know, was, you know, they, it, it was kind of like either the, it was everyone was room for the Yankees and the Diamondbacks, you know, were just there. It was supposed to be a, it was, it was kind of supposed to be a moment for New York almost. Yeah. Because the Yankees lost like, in seven. Uh, and like, listen, we, and like, listen, even though the Yankees lost that series, can we agree that was a, that was a great series? That was a great series. Um, and, great series. Exactly. and you know, with her chilling, Randy Johnson. Pitching rotation, and you know the Yankees that were going for their fourth World Series win, and the Diamondbacks spoiled the party. Um, you know it would have been nice if the Yankees won that series because you know that was right after nine eleven. Oh, want to talk about a party in New York? That would have been an extravagance inside of itself. New York would have been closed for a week. And you know what? I think that would have been great if they won that series because. After just like over a month of just pain and sorrow, it would have been great just to see everyone be just be thrilled. If you want to go watch the HBO documentary Nines from Ground Zero, um, really good documentary. Talks about baseball after 9-11 in New York. But anyway, but no, I think the 2001 Diamondbacks should be on that list. And that World Series. Of Yankees playoff losses, I put that at number two, second only to 2004. But 2015 the, Royals, too, you got to throw. Yeah, I was going to put it in 2014 Royals as well, but okay, because think about it this way even though they lost the series that year, the San Francisco Giants, who were basically a dynasty, they were a dynasty by then. They were, they were a dynasty by then. The Royals took them to game seven that year and almost won. And almost won. So back 2014 to, or 2015 Royals, either one of them, I think they should be on that list. So, so yeah, Chat GBT. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, what? Even last year, you can throw them in. Last year's Astros. That was a bit. Yeah, I, I can agree. Yeah. Well, last think- year's Astros were basically they wanted to say, you know what? We're going to show you that you know. The past is the past, and we're going to show you that. Not only that, they lost significant players. They lost Carlos Correa, and they replaced it with a rookie shortstop, and they still won the World Series. And they, even even when they lose pitchers like a Gary Cole, all that stuff, they replaced those pitchers with young studs that they develop on their own, and they – bring a, a championship winner like it it's absolutely absolutely incredible what the astros done so i can agree with you that the 22 astros yeah um, i think that could probably go on the list because i think they kind of like beat the whole cheating stigma oh yeah t- absolutely 100 because listen i i astros i'm kind of about but i do like dusty baker and i i was happy that he finally even though i was rooting for the phils sorry if I, we have any listeners who are met fans um 
I was happy for Dusty Baker. Um, but Lloyd Phillies, you can throw in there too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lloyd Phillies, you know, the, the year of Roy Holiday. That was perfect game, postseason no hitter. 20, the 2010 Phillies. 2010 was, Phillies. Okay. You know. but, but no, like with the. Uh, with the Astros, and you also got to look at this. They got through their postseason when their star player, Jose Altuve, sucked. So, yeah, I'd put the 2022 Astros on that list as much yeah. as that hurts. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, 2010 Cardinals? Did they do anything in 2010? 2011, they won. Oh, 2011, I mean. I'm sorry. That's my yeah. 2011, um, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. Um, yeah, 2010 okay. was the year of the Giants. 2010 would be Giants. Texas, which you know t- Texas had a good team that year too. Yeah. Flip of the tongue there. Um. Yeah. 2011 Cardinals game six. They still call that one of the best World Series games ever. Oh, what a what a heartbreak that year for the Rangers too. You know. Yeah. I mean, you go to the World Series twice in a row, and then you can't get the lose. job done. Can't get the job done. It's like you, Darvish, trying to close out a no hitter. Can't do it. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, you know what? Before we move on, I want to give a message to Chat GBT if that's okay. Go for it. Next time you put out a list, Chat GBT, we will criticize it. Okay. Not criticize it. We'll critique it. And you will hear our thoughts, Chat GBT. I bet you if it put out an NFL Super Bowl one, Brady's comeback would be one and Super Bowl 42 would be two. I would put Monopoly money on it right now. You're really hitting that Monopoly money, aren't you? I'm hitting Monopoly hard this episode because I bet you that's how that would go. They would have the Brady comeback and then Eli's improbable win in Super Bowl 42. And... So, um, are you going to have to go to Monopoly Gamblers Anonymous soon? Nope. Because I know how to control myself when it comes to that situation. I'm not like these um, Vegas heads out there on the West Coast that, you know, live and breathe. We still love you, though. We still love you. Yes, I love my family out West. Yeah. But anyway. But, yeah. um, Have you guys ever seen the 1984 movie Terminator? It's been a long time. I, I I prefer Terminator 2 Judgment Day. That's what's going to happen to us. Chat GPT and the AIs are just going to take us over. <laughs> My grandmother is right. The machines are going to take us over. Well, well a good run, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have laughed when she said that. Grandma, if you were listening up there, I'm so sorry. I'm sure. Grandma, she- no, Grandma sending the AIs to you first. <laughs> and once That's I get up there, she's going to go, you deserve that. I'm like, yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> going to slap you beside the head and say, that, that's for saying that about me. <laughs> Love you too, Grandma. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, we, we, we have a lot to learn from AI, but that that's one of the worst lists I've ever seen in my life. And uh, we all agree that that needs to be changed so that's chat gpt's list of the best teams in major league baseball since the year 2000 interesting stuff uh before we go i do want to give a a congratulations over to the city of buffalo today was a historic moment in orchard park 
they have broken ground on the new Highmark Stadium. They've officially announced that Highmark uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, has signed on for an extended naming rights deal for the Buffalo Stadium. So not only will they uh, have the rights to the current stadium, they will have the rights to the new stadium. So uh, they have broken ground on that. It was a very cool day out in Orchard Park. Very emotional. Terry Pagula talking about uh, his journey trying to build this brand new palace for the Bills, for new memories of Buffalo. It's incredible stuff. So congratulations yeah. to Buffalo. They deserve it. You know what? I just want to say a, a friend of mine, his name is Basilios Dedes. He's an old buddy of mine. Um, he is being very critical of this new stadium being built. And um, he posted well, something on Facebook and I asked him, what he thought, and I told him I would read his thoughts on the podcast. So, Vasilios, this is for you, good buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care which NFL team anyone roots for. I don't think the taxpayers of New York State should be paying for the new Buffalo Bills stadium. If the Buffalo Bills wanted to build a new stadium, they should increase prices. They should inc- nothing exponentially crazy on their concessions, merchandise, and ticket prices for their home games. Also, the Bills could charge more other people who use their stadium for concert and activities, end quote. So, look. I know, it's not mine. I know the use of public money is a lot. And believe me, I don't want my mom and dad uh, having to pay for a stadium that's not even close to where they live. I completely understand that, 100%. Me too. But at the end of the day, the owner is not going to use his private funds to build a stadium. He's not. Not if it's going to cost billions of dollars. That's not how the business of the NFL works. What they want is they want a commitment from the public. That's just the reality. It's a terrible reality. I wish it was the other way around. But the bottom line is, especially if it's land that's owned by the county and the state, you have to invest somehow into the product. And that's what they did. And New York State realized it. They want to keep the bills there. I would too. And that's what the deal is. And is it an expensive stadium? Yeah. Do I feel bad for people like you, Bill and Patch? Of course. I do feel bad. You guys are hardworking taxpayers that have to unfortunately take on the price tag but it's necessary it's necessary for business and it's necessary for Buffalo and Buffalonians want this stadium hey you know you know what I know what I'm you know what I can cost where my tax money goes you know I'm still gonna pay I still have to pay taxes big deal you know you know might as well go go towards something that's gonna be useful for the next 50 years the new Buffalo Stadium because it's going to be used for a lot of things minus the bills being there it's going to be holding to probably a lot of summer concerts summer festivals and all that hoopla oh. this you know no offense to your buddy but you know it, it's just just the way the cookie crumbles here you know up here in New York State you know look it, it took the bills to get the taxpayer money to build a football stadium in New York unlike the guys that play across the river in in 
It's true. Yeah. I mean, he's got a point. He's got a point. Down in East Rutherford. But, but you know? to be fair to the Jets, though, they wanted to come back to New York. The state of New York didn't want them to come back. You know, that, if, if that happens, you guys go to New Jet Stadium, we'd be like, good, you're gone. So the, the state of New York said no. Not New York City and not the Jets. The, the Jets York. wanted to be in Manhattan. Just saying. But, you know, the, 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 the state, uh, you know, raise ticket prices, raise concessions, raise ticket prices and other things. You're, you, you, you can't do – I'm not saying you, you can't do that, but you really can't do that in a city of like Buffalo. Because Buffalo is that blue-collared, work, hard-working town where people work hard for their money and, you know – it, the bills are like you know the Packers. You know, it, if you raise the prices all the way up, yeah, the people are still gonna go, but you know, people are gonna pay observed amount of money to go, and that's not how like that works in cities like Buffalo and Green Bay. It's the blue collar, hardworking American towns where you know it's affordable for you to take your family of four to the game and to enjoy yourselves and and, and not be fifteen hundred dollars in debt when you leave. In, in, instead, you're only like six hundred dollars in debt. Hey, being six, being down six hundred is better than being down fifteen hundred. Exactly. Um, yeah, I could see what you guys are saying. At least the money's going to something useful. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. Now, where your friend does have a point is that in many of these stadiums, where the taxpayer does have to take the bill. Is there an economic benefit? Yes. Does it go back necessarily to the city? A lot of times it doesn't, but you would still get to enjoy the product. And that's what matters. You enjoy the bills. You enjoy anything that goes on around there. So you have concerts. You have all that stuff going on. You have a product there. And that's what that's what they care about. So and that's why that's why I say about that. Yeah, and you know why I think he's also a little sour about this? Reg, you're like this. He's a Jet fan. Yeah, but you know what? And Jet fans like me have been begging to get out of the Meadowlands. I'm sick and tired of playing in that swamp. Get out. Build a stadium. I don't. It, it could be on Long Island or Westchester County. I don't care. I just want a home field advantage. Listen, I'm not the biggest fan of MetLife either, but you know, I guess with me, guess if the Jets move out, be like, okay, we have to play to ourselves now. Yeah, and, and, and it's always been it's always been the Giant Stadium. Let's be real, like that 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 MetLife Stadium has always been the Giant Stadium. It was their idea to build a stadium there. So, just saying. Yeah. So. So yeah, those are our our thoughts on the um. Bill Stadium. At least it's being made to something useful. And God bless the great city of Buffalo. Yeah, God bless them indeed. Because right. you know, Bill's fans are crazy. <laughs> and we'd like to apologize to Adam Redder and, of course, Nate Moser. <laughs> Eventually, the Bill's suffering will end and they will win a Super Bowl. And Adam Reader and Nate Moser, we won't see them for about six months because they will be celebrating so hard we will never see them again. Yeah, but but it has to happen after the Jets move back to New York City so that we can continue to say that the Jets 
and the Bills are the only teams in New York State to ever win a Super Bowl. Because the second they win a Super Bowl and the Jets are still in New Jersey, the Bill fans are always going to claim that Super Bowl. And I still have to argue that the Jets are the only team in New York State to ever win a Super Bowl. And if that happens... You and Nate Moser are never going to let me live that down as a Giants fan, are you? Really like, oh, okay. Nate, I might be a Jet fan, you might be a Bills fan, but let's be united and and, and go after Bill because he's a Giant fan and his team is still in New Jersey. Absolutely. Is that the day when I fake my death, changed my name, and moved to Albuquerque? No. <laughs> I mean, you just revealed where you're going, so that's yes. kind of just you, – you just kind of shot yourself – you kind of just put Burris yourself. You kind of shot yourself in the foot. Oh, my God. Uh, let's edit that out and pretend that doesn't exist. That sounds good to me. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> All right, folks. That is it. Is that what they do in wrestling? Uh, I don't know what they do. But that is the one, two, three. The match is over. The on uh, The top of the inning is over. We're going to head in the bottom half going into the weekend. All right. Uh, please follow the network. At SIN Sports Insane for the podcast at S Insanity Real Network on both Facebook and Twitter. Continue to support the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and the website www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com to keep up with all the blogs and the network history of this network. Get more about us and all that hoopla. And I'm Danny Boy Reginald. I'm Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy. And I am Lawrence Hatchman Lang. Folks, we will talk to you in the bottom half of the fifth. We love you, folks. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Hatchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports and Sandy Network.